Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries of First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org. Good morning. I want to add my welcome to Pastor Michelle and one of the pastors here. We're so delighted that you're here for the first time with us, whether online or in person. Hello. <laughs> our, today we'll, we'll close out our Back to the Basics um, sermon series, uh, pretty much on learning what it means to, to, to be Methodist and how to live it out. And we'll close out um, again. I keep saying close out because they're closing out. I'm not too happy about that. It was a great sermon series. But um, chapter 5. Verses 13 through 20. Here now, these words, if you want to follow in the Bible, but also the, the um, scriptures on the screen behind me as well. Let's read together. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with all the name of the, of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it may not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner, sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh, holy God, we're so thankful for this moment to, to hear your living word. We pray, O oh Lord, that your Holy Spirit fall fresh upon us to open our ears, our hearts, and our souls to be transformed. In Christ we pray. Amen. Our sermon title today is Watching Over One Another and Love. It's a very Wesleyan phrase that we probably have heard and many of us have not heard. But it's a way in which we truly are in community with one another. If you think about the, the Christianity itself and think about um, the church and, and um, present and past, ways in which we have slowly and slowly drifted from caring for one another. And it's not our own doing. We, we live in America and we are brought up to think individualistically. We're taught me, me, me. I was a school teacher and we, I had all types of little goodies 
to get the student to, you know, do good. And it became like, I got this, I got that. So we, we teach them at a very young age to, to care about our own well-being. But the early church, and even now, is, is, is a call for us to turn back to what has kept the church together. When Jesus walked this earth, he did not do it alone. He called, we have, we, we say 12, but there were several other disciples that followed Jesus. Jesus was never by himself unless he was going away to do what? To pray. Our faith is a journey that we take together by loving one another. Does, do y'all believe in prayer? In prayer? Do we really believe or do we just say, like, you know, it's something we, we must do? Prayer is a part of the faith. Have you ever taken a look at Psalms? It's a book of prayer. They're, they're singing, but it is a, is a lament, laments. There are some, there's some laments in there. It's like, Lord, Lord, have you, have you forgot about me? How long? Has anybody read Psalms? It's just me? Uh, I don't know. But that is a reflection of life, right? Of this thing called faith. It is our journey. And prayer is simply a dialogue, a conversation that we have with God. But many of us don't have a dialogue. With God, we think we need to have something perfect, like, you know, we write it down and or sit here. We, we can't begin because we think we must be perfect before we come to God, but I'm here to tell you that that's not the type of God that desires to be in relationship with each one of us. God desires for us to open our mouths because God is a God that hears. God is a God that is in the trenches when we call out. Anybody believe that? Yes, God Prayer, prayer, prayer works. Prayer works. I, I'm a testimony to that, and I'll share my story a little bit later. But to watch over one another in love requires us to ask questions about the real well-being. You know how we do? We're cute. See, we'll come in and say, how are you doing? And what's our response? I'm fine. Why do we say that? We could be coming for a funeral. We could, somebody died in our family. We was like, how are you doing? I'm fine. You're not fine. Matter of fact, somebody right now is breaking up inside as we speak. You sat in your bedroom this morning and thought about how am I going to get through today. You sat in your car driving here, wiping your eyes with tears. And if anything has, if, if, if we have not been reminded of, of the, the need to be with one another and for others to watch over us in love, COVID has reminded us of that. We hear over and over again how folks have died in isolation of broken hearts because we have lost the physical touch. We have lost the ability to, to care for one another. We have lost the ability to even to, to bury our loved ones and the way in which we all desire. We have been stripped of that reality to, to hug, to kiss one another, to, to pass the peace. We have lost so much of this during COVID. We 
car alone. I remember during the queue, I was like, Lord, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I've never felt this way before. I'm like, am I depressed? Lord, what's going on? COVID, the reality of COVID has affected us in so many ways. And, and what we need more than ever is to watch over one another in love. And matter of fact, it, we have been brought into this thing called faith, not by our own doing. It's been, always been a community. It's always been together. And in, in, in our baptisms, you know, the baptism is a, it's the beginning of initiation to the faith. You are now members of the church proper, locally and globally. We are a global church and all will call the name of the Lord. We are part of this Christian family. But some kind of way we have made our faith about ourselves. My faith, my Savior, my forgiveness, my, my, my. But James is calling us to change that, to, to be reflective of what it means to really care one another. And he asks the question, are any among you suffering? Are any of y'all suffering? It is a plural, it is a plural direction of questioning. It is, it is not singular, it is Plural, because somewhere in the scripture says, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to the world, the, the wor world, all of us, not just you individually, but us collectively. And this, this questioning is, is, is recentering us to think about us collectively. Are any among you suffering? Are any of y'all suffering? And questioning requires us to sit back and reflect and if we are true for ourselves, we, we're suffering. We're suffering silently. And the response is, they, they, not you, us, they should pray. Prayer works. Prayer changes things. And they should sing songs of praise because the psalms, the, the psalmist begins in, the, in some, some distress. And somewhere there's a change of disposition, there's an orientation of change that begin to sing praises. Suffering. And then cheerful singing in psalms of praise. And he goes on to ask another question. Are any among you sick? Are y'all sick? Are you hopelessly ill? Are you weary? Or is, are you, do you have physical and spiritual needs? What does it look like if we begin to ask these questions and not looking for the response where I'm fine, but really looking into the eyes of someone, knowing them and waiting for a response so that we can step in and begin to start interceding on their behalf? Begin to love and pray over one another. They should pray. And James reminds us that are any among you sick, they should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil and the name of the Lord. What changes the whole idea of healing and curing here is there is one common denominator, and there is Jesus Christ. Jesus heals. God is in the business of healing. When I was younger, Lord, I came in the world suffering. 
and um, I was very, very sickly. And I share all over again as one of my testimonies that, Lord, I had like 10 lives. <laughs> and my faith came at such an early age. I asked the question, Mama, why me? You know, I'm suffering is not had no age limit. When you're young, you still ask those questions. Why me? Our faith begins very young. And the scripture tells us that the prayer of faith will save the sick. And Lord, would I, was I sick? And I had my mom, a, a praying mother. Anybody got a praying mother in here? You, you probably are the praying mother now for your children. Now the, grand, the, the praying grandmother? The praying aunt? Anybody have those prayers? For the, anybody? It's just me? No, 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 yeah. So, when I, as I was sick, my mama and my daddy prayed. But you know, moms have a different touch. My dad was, my dad, you know, meet him someday. He's a very introverted. He was, his prayers are still going forth for me. But my mama, she, she had a, a long history of, well, the whole history. She has a long list of family that is preachers. All her brothers are preachers. They sing, a singing and praying family. And because I was sick, they were praying that, um, that, I, that I will find a doctor that will be able to help heal me. And I remember going over my um, uncle's house, and they, he pulled out the oil. And they anointed me, and they, they prayed over me. And, I, and then as a youth, I began to, their prayer, the prayer of faith began to work on me. I was like, if, at an early age, if, who is this that they're praying that I may be healed? And we sometimes, we don't always have the, the gaps of the story. But mama said, she listened to the sermon earlier, she said, you forgot to tell one thing. You came to me and you told me, mama, I'm healed. Mama, I'm healed. The prayers of the righteous is powerful. The prayers of faith heals and I am not what I used to be. Asthma is not a, it's a disease. It's not, it, can't, it, it didn't go anywhere. And a lot of us are praying to be cured, but we are not praying to be healed. And yes, we want to be cured. We want that to go away. Curing is taken away, that alignment, that, that disability, that whatever. But healing is restoration and restoring making us whole. The, the faith itself has always been about both and. Yes, we want to be cured, but we want the healing. The healing allows us, in the midst of whatever we're going to do, says, I'm going to make it. No matter what we're going on, I am setting on the promise of God because God's promises don't change. We change. Our situations change. But in the midst of all that, God is in the midst of the suffering. God is in the midst of when we are crying. God is in the midst when we are weary. God is in the midst when we have anxiety attacks. God is in the midst. Prayer changes things. And I said it earlier, I said the black church, we always say, touch your neighbors. COVID, don't do that. Tell your neighbor, prayer changes things. Touch your neighbor and look at your neighbor. And this is who is supposed to be watching over you in love. We are reminded we do this thing together. Prayer comes in the context of the church. Healing is not individualistic. Healing is here. Healing is here. Healing is here. His healing is here. Healing is here. Here. Because somewhere says, well, there are two or three gathered, Jesus is in the midst. Does anybody feel their strength coming right now? Does anybody 
encouraged and know that you're going to make it. We can be healed and not cured. We can be cured and not healed. We seek shalom. We seek healing that is, that is over our mind, our body, and our souls. We seek the, 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 the diseases in our bodies, which is the sinful nation, is to be healed. And only Jesus Christ can do that. Somewhere in the scripture says that Jesus was, uh, when he was going on to Calvary, and he was in the garden, he was crying and so much so that it looked like blood was coming out of his... Y'all, y'all know the story, right? And what did Jesus do? He cried out. And prayed and asked the Lord, if, if it's your will, take this bitter cup. But Jesus, God didn't. What happened was the angels came and consoled Jesus so that he can go on to continue to do that which he was tasked to do. Jesus, on the way to Calvary, was beaten. And his, he had wounds in his hands. And the scripture tells us, by his stripes we are healed. But we have to trust and the one who makes the promises. We have to trust in the one who makes the promises. If you remember in James, the beginning of James, he tells us if we lack wisdom and faith, we have to ask, and God is not stingy, that God gives us and reminds us that we have everything we need because it's been implanted inside of us. Has anyone experience the whole idea of being healing and they're seeking for to be cured my aunt recently passed away and lord god in her midst of knowing that she was not going to be healed after several several treatments or whatever but oh my god the wholeness that she had and we see that over and over when we go to anoint those in a hospital with family gathered around and when the loved one says i'm ready to go that's wholeness that's peace that is afforded to us through the prayer of faith. And to tie in the, 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 this um, notion of watching over one another in love is through what we call Christian fellowship. Have y'all heard that before? Christian fellowship? And it's not what you think the, you know, we love as Methodists do, potlucks and all that. <laughs> no. We, we, call, we have something called... Christian fellowship, and Christian fellowship is a means of grace, the means of, what, of transformation. If you know, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about how we are to be transformed by responding to God's grace. Good morning, grace. We've been talking about that, that God is, call, is calling us to be transformed by the grace that's been implanted inside of us, and that we're reminded to watch over one another in love, to gather, is not just to say, have food. That's right. We need that. But we're asking one another these questions: Are you sick? Are you weary? And all those different questions. And um, John Wesley, in response to the Church of England, because Church of England wasn't so happy that John Wesley was starting these things called bands and class meetings. He was like, they were like, "You're breaking up the church." Said, "Well, I can't do anything, any damage to the church because it's nothing there." I, what I'm doing here is, 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 is being I'm attuned to the Holy Spirit and needs of the people by seeing that something is lacking. Lives are not being transformed by our baptisms and by partaking of the Lord's Supper. So he started these things called the class meetings and bands, and he says this, defining what Christian fellowship is that helps us to watch over one another in love. 
The question is, um, it begins, this is by, um, through the um, account from a plain account of the people called Methodists. Which of those true Christians had any such fellowship with these? The false Christians who make up the majority of parish congregations? Who watched over them in love? Who, who marked their growth and grace? Who advised and exhorted them from time to time? Who prayed for them and who prayed with them and for them as they had need? This and this alone is Christian fellowship. Watching over one another in love. Journeying with each other, asking how are you growing in God? I have experienced God today and, and I have been blessed to, to be a part of two class meetings. I'm looking for other leaders and those who want to journey together. Hit me up. After worship, you can text me, come to my office. If God is calling you to, to be, want to be a part of a community that watches over one another in love. And the two groups we, we meet, we've been meeting, we've met for eight weeks on this book called The Class Meeting by Kevin Watson. And it teaches us the necessity to, to, to be transformed, not just be good Christians and read, know all the things to be, how to be Christian, but how are you living it out? And it starts out very awkward when I ask the question, you know, how we experience God. What, what kind of question is that? But the growth and just hearing one another, how they experience God is so powerful. And then we begin to, 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 to actually know one another. Because you cannot just start asking that question, how are you experiencing God? You have to be in relationships. So we gather for about an hour and 30 minutes. We get real good, two hours. <laughs> and we, we, have a, we have two different text chains. And throughout the weeks, more and more comfortability came and began to share, hey, I'm going to surgery today. The prayer of faith restores and heals. And we, we see the stories. I've seen the stories over and over of healing that's taking place. We, we've seen the answer prayers of jobs being restored, new jobs coming in, and, and waiting and, and the waiting and waiting and waiting of God to say, I'm with you. Doing life together is what we need. We cannot do this thing called Christian faith alone. In, our, in a book of discipline, we have what's called the meaning of, that, meaning of membership. And it says, we enter sacred covenant together to shoulder the burdens of one another. To get to know one another, to, to not be afraid to call someone out or call someone if they're, not, if they're missing from church, missing from Sunday school, missing in action. You, you pick up the phone and says, hello, we, we miss you. We have two pastors, but we cannot do it alone. As a matter of fact, it's not for us to do it alone. It's to empower you to pick up the torch, to love, one, watch over one another in love. We are very hospital church, but God is calling us to do more. God is calling us to, to live out, to, to seek to be transformed together with one another. Not in silos, but together. Healing comes in the context of community. Forgiveness con comes in the context of community. Experiencing God's love and remembering that God loves us comes in the context when we come in here to empower to go out to do the work of Christ. The scripture today reminds us that we have to ask the question, are y'all 
Is anyone among you sick? Is anyone of you that is called on the elders of the church? And today, I, I know some of you are online and you cannot participate in that, but after communion, we'll, I'm going to those who want to raise their hand and says, I, I want the pastor to come by and anoint me in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, so that I may be healed. We're going to do that. So I'm giving you an opportunity. I know we, we don't want surprises. So it begins to start, you know, build your courage to raise your hand to receive healing on today. Healing as in wholeness. And yes, we are praying for a cure too, and we want to pray for our doctors who work to us because all good gifts come from God, and we are thankful for our hospitals and those who are our front um, line nurses and doctors. And, but we need something deeper as well. We need peace and assurance that God is yet healing us. And we are already healed. We've got to recognize it. So I invite you to, to begin to think about that right after communion. And if you're online and, and don't feel like comfortable doing today, it's not a one-and-done thing. We're here to begin to, to walk this thing together and watch over one another in love. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks once again for joining us on The Gathering Podcast. Grace and peace, y'all.